They say it's not a race. Well, it's, of course it's not a race if you've already been vaccinated. Hey, ScoMo. Yeah. Uh, front of the queue, you see. Um, well, look, if it's not a race, it's certainly not a race that has stopped the nation. Hello, Wendy, are you there? Wendy! Didn't hold on, that's all right, because I want to speak to Ed Husick anyway. Um, Ed Husick, member for Chifley, raised in Western Sydney and educated at Blacktown South Public School and Mitchell High School. He's a Westie. He was among the initial wave of students, in fact, to graduate from the University of Western Sydney. Since he was elected to federal parliament in 2010, I see that Ed has fought hard for local jobs, education, infrastructure and decent health care. He's also passionate about the digital economy creating the jobs of the future. There are so many small businesses, of course, in Western Sydney in his area that need good, fast broadband to compete and he'll continue fighting for them. I'm very happy to say that Ed Husick joins us for the first time on the program. Ed, good morning to you. Marcus, how are you? Not bad. Have you got any fog out there? I know here in the city you can hardly see a thing. It's uh, just raining. It's been since yesterday, Arvo. It's been uh, drizzling out here, so it's not exactly the best best weather. But I suppose you'd hate it to be... uh in the middle of a lockdown and all sunshine outside and you can't get out, really. Well, that's true. Absolutely. I hope the sun shines as soon as this lockdown is mm-hmm. effectively closed. Uh, look, I, I get calls, mate, I have to say, an email that I just read out from one of my listeners, Matt, talking about how the fact that the, you know, of course it's not a race if you put yourself first in line to get a vaccine. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are so many things, I think, where... We've really been let down by the LNP government, from the Prime Minister to the Deputy Prime Minister, who doesn't really give a damn. I mean, he doesn't want to wear a mask, like we all have to, for goodness sake. Well, he learned a valuable lesson yesterday about wearing masks and um, uh, had to had to pay for it. And I think it's the, the fact that we have to all be in it uh, together, really. Mm. And you're absolutely right. I mean, I keep thinking now of... Uh, you know, earlier in the year, the, the Prime Minister, he does these regular uh, or annual opening year addresses at the National Press Club, and he said earlier in the year the government's main task this year would be to get everyone vaccinated so life could return to normal. And then you just look at the claims failing to stack up. We said we'd be in the front of the queue, misled yeah. us, because we've got one of the worst vaccination rates in the OECD. 4%. Said 4 million. 4%. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, disgraceful. Said 4 million vaccinated by March. Wrong. Said... Look at the. We, we would be looking to start mRNA vaccine manufacture by now. Now it looks like it might be up to four years. No national quarantine build. No mass public information campaign on vaccines. And with 12 million people in lockdown, it'd be easy for the general public to think that the libs are just doing it terribly wrong. There was a report called the Halton Report, which my understanding is has sat on federal MPs' desks from the Prime Minister down, talking about how quarantine obviously, being a federal responsibility, should mm-hmm. be constructed, like in other words, outside of the hotel system. Hotels are for tourists, not for quarantine facilities. 30-odd leaks so far, and we're at another lockdown. Why would the Prime Minister have ignored this advice? In, in other words, why did he shirk building fit-for-purpose quarantine centres away from populated areas? Well, it's just staggering that they didn't make the decision in line with their own constitutional responsibility and it forced the states to have to embrace hotel quarantine. And while 
it might have worked at that point in time where we were scrambling to get things done at the start of the pandemic. It's clear, especially with these new varieties and these new variants markers, that hotel quarantine, and in particular the air conditioning systems that support them, are clearly not fit for purpose for you know, trying to contain those outbreaks. So, you know, again, if the, the Commonwealth refused, the Feds under, under Scott Morrison refused to do what they are constitutionally required to do, build hotel, hotel, sorry, hotel quarantine, yeah. and also take on board advice of reports that they commissioned. Well, that's right. I, I, I don't get it. I really don't. And I don't understand why, unfortunately, there's... Well, they're, they're starting to. Sky After Dark and other areas are starting to wake up to it and they're starting to scream blue murder of it because, well, businesses are closing down, people are losing their jobs, people will find it very tough to, to pay bills and get ahead in this so-called lucky country. Uh, we deserve a lot better. Well, now, we, really need, we, we, we really need to focus on getting the vaccine rollout yep. fixed up. We need to start manufacturing these vaccines here in yep. Australia. We can. We need to be building building national quarantine that's fit for purpose. And we also need a mass public information campaign on vaccinations to speed up the rate. But the problem will be we'll speed it up at a point where we don't have enough vaccines. So we really do need to get uh, moving on those things. I can remember talking at length about the so-called sports rorts affair. Uh, Bridget McKenzie at the centre of that, she has been, well, she's basically, she sat on the sidelines for a while, had a time out in the naughty corner, and now she's been welcomed back by the Deputy Prime Minister with open arms despite that. But looking at uh, today's story, I mean, this makes sports rorts look tame. Pork barrelling at a massive rate. Car park rorts. None, mm-hmm. not one, none, zero zilch of the 47 commuter car park sites promised by the Coalition at the 2019 election was selected by the Infrastructure Department with projects worth $660 million handpicked by the government on advice of its MPs and candidates. Mm. That's the conclusion of a scathing Australian National Audit Office report released earlier this week which found that the department's administration of the program was not effective and identified uh, an identification of projects was not demonstrably merit-based. Not demonstrably merit-based, for goodness sake. It's like buying an election. Mm. It's just staggering, too, for people that I represent in one of the fastest-growing parts of the country, over in northwest Sydney, where 200,000 people are expected to move in. The roads are choked. Public transport can't keep pace. We need schools, hospitals built, and we need the other supporting infrastructure as well. We have in Schofield a massive uh, problem where we've got people that are turning up to car parks but have to turn up half an hour earlier so they can walk to the station because they can't park centrally. The, The government... You know, said at the election that they would build these car parks. And in Schofield's case, because this hasn't happened, they just basically bitumened a ground-level uh, car parking solution. The, the New South Wales government has just slapped on the bitumen instead of building a multi-storey car park. Yeah. And it will be driving people nuts to hear today the projects aren't um, based on community need. They're based on the needs of the Liberal Party. And, the, and, and that's wrong. And the uh, the proof of that is when the audit office says that, you know, as has been reported today, yep. instead of money being handed out based uh, on need, it's based on, quote, the geographic and political profile of the applicants. And we all know that what that means. And that's just 
pork barrelling. Of course it is, but everybody's done it, just ask the Deputy Premier of New South Wales. Look, you and I will talk further on these and other issues, Ed, as the days and weeks go by. When are you counting on an election? Do you think uh, Scott Morrison might hold off now that he's well and truly stuffed up uh, quarantine and vaccination rollouts? Well, he said he doesn't expect an election until next year, which means it could happen any time based on the way that these people make an announcement when they deliver it. So uh, from our point of view, we have to be ready, and and that's why we're working hard in terms of getting our policies together so that when they do announce, people will have a clear choice between the two parties. All right. Good to have you on, Ed. Let's uh, talk further next week. Thank you. For sure, for sure. Thank you. My pleasure. There he is, uh, Ed.